Unless one is associated with devotees, he cannot cultivate Krishna consciousness. Nirjana bhajana, cultivating Krishna consciousness in solitary place, is not possible for the neophyte, for he will be disturbed by bodily necessities, eating, sleeping, mating, and defending. Being so disturbed, one cannot cultivate Krishna consciousness. We therefore see that devotees known as Sahajya 
who make everything very easy do not associate with advanced devotees. Such persons in the name of devotional activities are addicted to all kinds of sinful acts, illicit sex, intoxication, gambling and meat eating. There are many so-called devotees passing themselves off as devotees while engaging in these sinful activities. In other words, one who is influenced by sinful activity cannot be accepted as a person in Krishna consciousness. A person addicted to sinful life cannot develop Krishna consciousness as indicated in this verse. Om Jnati Vrantasya Jnananjana Salakaya Chakshur Unmiritam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manokishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yuta Padakamadam Shri Guru Vaishnavamsya Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathanyukam Tam Sajeevam Sadvetam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhanyukamsya He Krishna Karna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tattakanjana Gorangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripriye Vanchagalpadarupyasya Kripasithubhye Vacha Paditanam Pavanebhyo Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Adraita Kadatha Shri Vasadivar Bhaktavanda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Bhudair Mahadhar Kaimapurubhu Nirmaya Shete भूंते गुणाशोड़ शोड़ शात्मका सौरं कृष्ण भगवान् वचाम सिमे हरे कृष्णा Here the conversation between Narada and King Prajnapati is continuing. I think there was a bit of confusion in the text wherein it was mentioned. Nidhau in the old Bhagavatam it is Nidhau but it is actually Nidhau Nidhau means in the ocean so I check in the Vedabase digital as well as in the uh, word to word also it is correctly written it is Nidhau so that's why the text is a little bit wrong there anyway here the first point that mentioned in the translation itself is that living entities who are engrossed in bodily activities do not have time to hear about Krishna. This is not unusual. We see that all the time. Also, 
if we become more identified with our own body or if we get involved in too much of material activities we ourselves would find no time to hear about krishna as it is mentioned here kathamrutam bhav kathamruta kathamruta means the nectarine ocean of pastimes about krishna kathamrutam bhav so it is very important that we have some time to hear about krishna when i read this verse the first thing came to my mind was an article written by shila prabhupada back in 1956 this article is very compelling and addressing the same issue that anyone would have no time so the article he was he entitled as no time a chronic disease of common man mm-hmm. no time chronic disease of common man we can understand this problem is eternal practically because they are in the words of shiva bhagavata those who are materially engrossed will not have time to hear about krishna so the more one is engrossed or identifying with bodily needs then lesser time one would have to hear about krishna and shri prabhupada wrote i took an excerpt from that article the reason is it was very compelling he talked about the contemporary scientists and leaders of the society and he wrote in this way i'll read a bit dr meknath saha a great scientist so if you have studied in india i have studied about meknath saha i can't remember what he invented or discovered but we must have studied so dr meknath saha a great scientist was busily going to a meeting of the planning commission unfortunately while going in his car on the road he died and could not ask death to wait because he had no time at that moment <laughs> <laughs> then he go on to the next one dr ansari a great congress leader while dying in a moving train on his way to home said that he was himself a medical man and almost all his family members medical people but now he wanted some medical help but he couldn't get it the proverb is bringing the classic incidents of that time to make the point that time is not going to wait for anyone so it's an eternal statement as is given in shrimad bhagavatam narayana is making this point look if you are mentally engrossed then there is no time to hear about krishna here the whole purport emphasizes on following regulatory principles avoiding sinful activities very important after hearing many times because we always say forex chance 69 forex after hearing for some time you may think it is very easy it's not that easy one the depth of the regulatory principles second we may be accustomed to doing that to some degree for some time so we may think it is not that easy in bhagavad gita in the 7th chapter 728 the famous verse shilpravat quotes often esham tantagadam pavam dinanam punyakarmana e dantamogadarmukta 
bhajante imam dhrdhavrata so the qualification to come to the platform of determined devotional service is eradication of all sinful activities by the pious activities maybe in the previous lifetime this lifetime but one has to get rid of all the sinful activities to be fixed in krishna consciousness and to that degree shri prabhupad writes the first line in this purport so the whole verse is talking about strictly following the rigvedic principle that's one of the key point and first line prabhupad writes unless one is associated with devotees he cannot cultivate krishna consciousness so we may feel it is easy to practice krishna consciousness it's easy to practice the rigvedic principles if we do so it's only because of association of the devotees if you take away association of the devotees then we will see how strong we are now we may think chanting sixteen rounds not a big deal following following the principles not a problem but move away from association of the devotees then we will see our strength i remember visiting india many years back became a devotee and spending time into dhams so it was purificatory amazing then you know again with the family we can see how after the weeks go by how the enthusiasm reduces with the chanting what i used to do in the temple room it's not the same when i am sitting at home with my parents it's not the same so we can see that how it is deteriorating i have seen some boys going to india as so i go to india generally it is very good because visiting dham we are very enthused yes that is that is all good that's one side but if you are from india and if you go to india there are other entanglements as well it's not just only about dham there are family relations many kinds of demands so i remember many boys going and one classic case was he was completely fired up oh vrindavan radharani vrindavan is everyone tells radharani was so engrossed in all this kind of thoughts and he was just talking about this i am going to india i am going to vrindavan etc he went to india indeed he went to vrindavan i think after that he came back he, of course he had his family puja so he spent plenty time with his family then he returned and he after that he never ever picked up my phone call never ever and if you see from a distance he'll go somewhere he never came to the temple also so this is the association the power of association one may feel they are very strong but remove the association then there is no strength whatsoever so we need association of the devotees to come to krishna consciousness to grow in krishna consciousness to attain perfection in krishna consciousness and after perfecting krishna consciousness so one constant factor in a devotee's life is association of the devotees so it is cannot be removed or it cannot be neglected or it cannot be belittled rather it has to be there always that's why river goswami in bakrasarada sindhu in the five most potent items of devotion service panjanga bhakti the first one is association of the devotees without association of the devotees we cannot sustain devotion service it is so important and we have our own experience at the same time in association of the devotees 
What are the dangers? Can you tell? Offenses. What is offenses? How the offenses actually start? Where it sprout from? Familiarity. It's a big problem. Because we are dependent on the association of the devotees. But if we have too much, too much of association <laughs> gives familiarity. There's nothing like too much. <laughs> you know, too much. It's like shower. We need shower is very good. Too much of shower, we get cold. Similarly, too much of association with the devotees. What we do? We take it for granted and we can find fault with the devotees. Because initially when we come to Krishna consciousness, all devotees are effulgent. They are shining. They are all pure devotees. You stay with them for six months, then the story changes. You see faults. And when we are neophytes, we think, you know, how can devotees have fault in them? Already practicing for two years. How can they be fault? So forgetting that, okay, we are also practicing six months, but you know, it's an ocean of fault. We can't see that. So we can't see fault in ourselves and we tend to see fault in others. The one need to grow, mature, to see that yes, force will be the devotees, we are in a hospital, so take it easy. We are trying to recover, so we will find faults in everyone, which is acceptable, that is part of the process. Revelation of the fault in ourselves is part of the process, not in others. So that is our problem, because we are more prone to see fault in others than in ourselves. So, as we chant Hare Krishna, when we come to Krishna consciousness, it's fine. After some time, we tend to see fault in others, that's the more. But as we grow, we see more fault in ourselves than others. That is healthy. Then we can make progress. Because when we see a problem, when we see a mistake, then we can correct. And if we don't see it, it's very difficult. That's why many times when a devotee advances, that devotee is just pinpointing, you know, I have this fault. And it looks like that is his existence. This fault is his existence. It is so much enlarged and emphasized that this fault is just too much for such a devotee. Overpowering. But the reality is that if there is a white cloth and if there is a one black spot, that is very visible. So such a devotee who is advanced, very pure, sees maybe he may see one tinge of fault and he or she would overemphasize. Oh, such a big fault in me and want to work on it. So that is healthy. At the same time, we don't get into this paranoia of, you know, this is our fault, I can't do anything, you know, just not just carried away just simply by emotions. Rather, one has to be rational, objective in identifying fault in ourselves and working on it, rather than just being, feeling helpless and completely disempowered. That's not the way. Another point in this regard is in association with the devotees there will be disagreements there will be disagreements and we have to accept there will be disagreements but disagreements shouldn't distance the devotees at least in terms of the heart rather it has to develop a deeper relation with the devotees internally at least. So that we are able to see, yes, there are disagreements and we can see why there are disagreements. And if it is in connection to Krishna, we can understand, okay, many devotees want to serve in different ways, that there can be different objectives. And we may have to surrender 
yeah, accept what he said, accept. But there can be disagreement and there will be disagreements. But understand, it is centered around Krishna. If we see that, then slowly we can mature ourselves. It's, it's not going to happen overnight. As we develop our Krishna consciousness, we see, oh yeah, I had such a big disagreement with such and such devotee. <laughs> I used to be so bad seeing his or her face. Happens, you know, sometimes. Oh, I really don't know. It happens. But as we mature, we can see, yes. Why there was a disagreement? It has to be based on Krishna. Otherwise, please rectify ourselves. It is because of our own, you know, sense gratification, desires, material desires, then pick ourselves. Rather, we can see ahead and say, but see, Krishna is the center. So it is okay. And try to understand, even in the spiritual world, there are disagreements. So we think, you know, we don't have a utopian idea about this world or the spiritual world. In the spiritual world, there are devotees and there are disagreements. Even there are right-wing and left-wing gopis. <laughs> so one time I was with my family and I was, you know, casually I was speaking something. Then I said, yeah, I was the gopis, you know, about the eternal residence. I told, you know, there are right-wing and the left-wing gopis. Immediately they, what? Right-wing and the left-wing in the spiritual world? How is it possible? Is it mixed with some, uh, you know, the communist or, you know, some other ideas? <laughs> is it adulterated? That's why the right thing and the left thing, what's really going on? I said, okay, relax, relax, it's a different topic. <laughs> you are too new to get introduced to the whole thing, it's a different thing. <laughs> so, that's the reality, there are disagreements, there are disagreements, but centered around Krishna. It is mentioned, Bhaktira Samasandhu says, the gopis are whispering into each other's ears. Chit-chatting, Gramya Katha. What? Because of the disagreement. Because of the tension. For what? In serving Krishna. It is giving rasa to Krishna. So our disagreements may not be giving rasa to Krishna. It can have some personal motivation too. Krishna will be there, but some personal motivation too. So we have to be quite careful how we are dealing with it. So the disagreement shouldn't distance devotees, at least in the heart. Where one is thinking, you know, hating another devotee. And then one, one cannot chant because so much of thinking about negative about other devotees. One has to be very mature. One has to slowly build this maturity, not to distance ourselves from the devotees, even at least externally. In some cases, one may have distance because otherwise it can cause problems. So, maturely, one may create an external distance, but internally, one shouldn't wish bad for anyone. Ill wishing, you know, oh, what's going to happen? I can see. He has offended me. I can see tomorrow. Krishna will show him a lesson. He's going to fall down. <laughs> yeah, that is extreme. So, this is, this is the thing. Next, if someone offends, okay, we feel offended. It happens in association with devotee. If we feel offended, next we shouldn't think, you know, some devotee may fall down or do some mistake or may go down in devotion service. See him or her. What happened to him? See, because he offended me. Krishna has punished. So one shouldn't think in this way. That's not the case. We are not so advanced like who was that? Srivastaku. Srivastaku was offended, right? And then what happened to Chapal Gopal? What happened to him? Leprosy. So maybe we shouldn't think in that way. No, we shouldn't think we are Srivastaku and other is Chapal Gopal and leprosy because of because of the Lord was not pleased. So we shouldn't create another dimension when we are living here. 
So we had to accept our position and relax. Understand, okay, there will be mistakes in the other side, there will be mistakes in our side, okay, we have to go together because there is no other choice. If you see the kingdom of Maya, we are only a few people. <laughs> Please try to understand. In the kingdom of Maya, in this material world, we are only a few people. So we have to understand, okay, we have to move on in devotional service. So, Prabhupada is emphasizing this point. Unless one is associated with devotees, he cannot cultivate Krishna consciousness. And we can experience more and more. Again, talking about association. The quality of association we had when we were coming to Krishna consciousness. Okay? Then we have some quality of association as we are growing in Krishna consciousness. And there is quality of association when we are perfecting Krishna consciousness. Very advanced. And there is quality of association even after perfected stage. Now this quality of association increases as we go day by day, as we go stage by stage in our bhakti. So it is not the same. The quality of association increases. We tend to appreciate devotees more and more. If you are not, after a few years, if you are feeling, oh, devotees are not up to the mark. You know, I am the only devotee. If you feel like that, we have to check ourselves. We are not making progress. There is something wrong in our consciousness. Rather, we have to see, as the years go by, we have to value devotees. You know, we had that discussion based on the 7th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. How Krishna values his devotees. Udara Sarvayatiti. Everyone, even one who is a Sakami, who is coming with material desire, he is a magnanimous because he or she is ready to give affection to Krishna and Krishna is looking for affection from his devotees. Even though he is Atmarama, he has everything. Still, he is looking for affection from his devotees. So, whoever gives affection to Krishna, Krishna considers them as Udara because the focus is Krishna. So, this is how Krishna sees the devotees. Similarly, on a practical level, we may see a devotee in such and such way, not in our good lens. But, see how spiritual master is seeing that devotee. How much affection the spiritual master has that for that devotee. How much Prabhupada is pleased with the devotees. So, we have to see in an overall perspective rather than, you know, narrowing down to one point. So, this is, a, this is an art. We need mercy of the devotees to associate with the devotees. To see devotees, to respect devotees. It's very important aspect of Krishna consciousness and that's why it is the first item of Panjanga Bhakti, association of the devotees. So, in essence, the following purport emphasis on avoiding sinful acts or who do not avoid sinful acts and act as if very advanced. To do, follow ordinary principles, we need mercy of the devotees. In Kaliga, we need mercy of a guru. Lifelong practice of just follow the ordinary principles. Meaning, to come to human platform which is conducive to practice Krishna consciousness. We need mercy of Guru. So this is so important. And next point Srila Prabhupada makes which is very important. It is about Nirjan Bhajan. Nirjan Bhajan means worshipping the Lord, worshipping the Supreme Lord and performing sadhana in seclusion, not in the association of the devotees. And here Prabhupada is criticizing the Sahajiya mentality. What is Sahajiya mentality? Sahajiya mentality means take things for granted, take things as cheap. So that even though one is not on a very high platform, but one acts externally as an advanced devotee. That is Sahajiya mentality. So Prabhupada is saying they may do Virjan Bhajan 
and after the nirjan bhajan the whole purpose of following the nirjan bhajan is to get some cheap adoration and to make a living to make a living basically if we, we you know i will read one of the verses very pertinent to this uh, by bhakti siddhanta sarasvati maharaj from vaishnavake vaishnavake is a powerful book what is vaishnavake vaishnavake means what kind of a devotee are you so please don't ask this question to all the devotees this is a question to be asked to ourselves what kind of a devotee are you vaishnavake so, must be the you know it's a good good book first we can ask everyone what kind of a devotee are you no no it's for us because bhakti siddhanta maharaj he was very very strong he used to say look i am he used to even criticize himself you, you know the past time right where and a person a devotee maybe kind of a devotee he used to heavily criticize bhakti siddhanta maharaj and all his disciples and followers used to be very upset with this person so bhakti siddhanta maharaj he tolerated he didn't say anything and one day bhakti siddhanta maharaj was in the ashram and there was a big party going on everyone enthused big party ah this is the greatest time everyone is overjoyous exuberant so bhakti siddhanta maharaj came what happened is there any festival what's the occasion is that guru maharaj the person who used to criticize you he passed away so we are celebrating it so bhakti siddhanta maharaj he became very grave and he said no he is my guru because he is trying to help me by finding fault in me so don't celebrate don't be overjoyous like this so he was actually making the point that of course the devotee be offended if somebody is criticizing a peer devotee of course he will be offended that is a different story but the essential point is the mood of bhakti siddhanta maharaj he himself said look i am i am sitting on this big vyasasan here a big vyasasan is sitting on the big vyasasan and all of you are sitting and looking at me as if you are going to a zoo if you go to a zoo everyone everyone is sitting and everyone is looking at the cage there is a lion is there tiger is there monkey is there everyone is looking like that you are all looking at me but i am only your servant so that's why he he coined this word dasosmi when anyone used to pay obeisances he used to say dasosmi and your servant so even though i am sitting here i am simply serving you you know fixed in that mood shila prabhupada fixed in that mood the classic example in europe probably in switzerland there was a big uh, initiation ceremony and it had media coverage i think it's an initiation ceremony there was a media coverage news reporters were there and prabhupada was giving this talk prabhupada was saying brahmanas are the first class kshatriyas second class vaishyas third class and shudras fourth class and then uh, the question asked by the reporter report asked this question so do you belong to the first class in that line you know so are you the su- supreme most in that line in a very challenging fashion so a devotee who was present he was giving class and he told i was hearing from the devotee so first prabhas was taken aback a little bit because understanding his consciousness understanding his consciousness then he said no with so much of compassion he said no i am fifth class because i am serving all these four classes so this is the mood you know dasosmi so these spiritual masters they actually carry that mood 
those are advanced in the devotion service they carry that note it's a very important note that even if they take a position still they are serving in the mood of a servant the servant leader that is the meaning of servant leader it's a very important point and now you can see the you know in, even the management a circle servant leadership has become to the forefront you know there are many seminars on servant leadership that our whole krishna consciousness is all about servant leadership because everyone is meant to be a leader setting example so understanding our self as servant it is not so easy so in vaishnava ke i read the first verse translation my dear mind what kind of a vaishnava are you so it's talking about ourselves simply for false prestige and material reputation you sit in a solitary place and pretend to chant the hare krishna mahamantra but this is all cheating just assuring who is qualified for nirjan bhajan Another interesting thing, my dear rascal mind. <laughs> this is translated by Chaitanya Kumar. It's a very interesting translation and purport. My dear rascal mind, now it is evident why you have been spreading the glories of solitary devotion service. You have been acting against the Vaishnava principles and simply cheating to hide the real facts. You have acted just like a false yogi whose only purpose is to mislead and cheat others. to save yourself from the illusion you should remember and carefully study the teachings of sanatan goswami has so mercifully given us in regard for <coughs> practicing devotion service properly in krishna consciousness prabodh gives the example of that yogi sitting on the bank of ganges very big yogi sitting alone accepting all the donations but how he accept he doesn't accept if anyone gives donation any object he tell throw in the ganges i don't want anything So people will come. They will go. Okay, throw. He wants to be thrown in the ganges. He is teaching us detachment. Probably they would have become detached. Those who threw, but there was a net under the ganges. So whatever goes, he will collect. Night he will go everything and he will collect and he will use it. So night he was a bogi. Daytime he was a yogi. So bogi yogi. So that is bogi yogi. So he was like that. So this is coming from this Vaishnava ke. So very very important to understand. So this is the sahajya mentality. Sahajya mentality means externally one and internally another. So one may not follow the religious principles, but one may act as a big devotee. And in terms of our practice, we can see assuming ourselves in a greater position than what we are. That is sahajya mentality for us. We think we are who is more advanced than we are. So that is the sahajya mentality. That we need to. check otherwise we start judging others based on how much respect they are giving to us is a nice devotee or a mataji because given so much of respect must be a nice devotee so we become respect sensitive so we make all the decision based on how much respect we are giving so we have to be very careful so we have to be very sensitive about where we are standing what are the arthas we have to be sensitive it's not that we have, we have to plunge into negativity no that's not the aim but objectively being sensitive to our faults and our real position and if you feel we are proud there are many things we can do or uh, if you think everyone is listening to me this is good that is good then one thing is one can take a bag of books and go to sanskrit <laughs> it's a very simple solution and we will get smashed very badly I remember the story Vijay Prabhu told. I really like the story. 
when I heard Vijay Prabhu, the book distribution minister, he said, one devotee, he told the expert book distributor, he told the sannyasi visiting that I can distribute books to anyone. I can stop anyone and I can give a book. Because he was so expert, he did so many books. So the sannyasi told him, okay, now you go for books and let's see. That's what he told. <laughs> he went and he was trying everything to stop a person. Not even one person stopped. Or of course, no one took even a single book. He spent a few hours and he came back and he told, yes, now I understand what he said. Mm-hmm. Krishna can teach us a lesson. So if you are sincere, Krishna will teach lessons. So that's how it is. Krishna can make all the arrangements to make us humble. So if you are sincere, that's what we need. We need humility. Otherwise, how are we going to chant? How are we going to preach? This is an important point. That to qualification to chant and qualification to preach are the same qualities. That is same quality. That is being humble and tolerant. That is the quality to preach and to chant. I was, it is given in the Srimad Bhagavatam, in the seventh canto, in Pradha Maharaja's prayers. This is the quality to preach as well. So it is a very powerful quality that we cultivate and also we develop as we progress in bhakti. Both ways. Now we will look a little bit into what is the qualification for a real Nirjan Bhajan. Prabhupada is criticizing Nirjan Bhajan here. So in a devotee's life, the solitary practice is needed or not? And what is the qualification for that? So the qualification for Nirjan Bhajan is a lifetime of service and sadhana. That is the qualification. If one goes through that, then yes, one has to go through the stage of solitary sadhana, solitary practice. It is it's important. Lord Himself demonstrated that. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He demonstrated that. That is the essence of Antilila, of Chaitanya Chaitamrita. He only had two primary associates during his Nirjan Bhajan. Who are they? Suryodhava Goswami and and Ramanandra. Only two associates and Mahaprabhu used to spend whole night chanting, singing verses personally composed, relishing different moods of devotion service. And when Mahaprabhu is going through different ecstasies, Suryodhava Goswami, Ramanandra Roy, they will pacify them. Suryodhava Goswami was very expert in singing songs according to the right mood of ecstasy to pacify Lord Chaitanya. So in that way they spent whole day and night. So they were going through all different kinds of ecstatic symptoms, jubilation, hair standing on the end, plunging into pain, which was just like an emotion. So in that way they were going through the extremities of emotions. And materialists can hardly understand what it is. That's why the material scholars who wrote biographies about Lord Chaitanya, their conclusion is Lord Chaitanya became insane 
during he was a great saint and during his last phase of his life he was gone insane before that he did a lot of activities he did travel through india he preached the devotional cult he helped so many people he did that without caring for the caste and the creed and the usual social norms but towards the end this is what happened to him but he was really going through the real excesses in seclusion only with his close associates so this is demonstrated by lord chaitanya himself <clears throat> i will read a purport about the bhajan and its significance from the same canto just a chapter before so chapter 28 verse 33 prashila prabodh writes in the purport when disciples are grown up and are able to preach the spiritual master should retire and sit down in a solitary place to write and execute nirjan bhajan this means sitting silently in a solitary place and executing devotional service this nirjan bhajan which is the silent worship of the supreme lord is not possible for a neophyte devotee shila bhakti siddhanta sanskritako never advise a neophyte devotee to go to a solitary place to engage in devotional service indeed he has written a song in this connection dushtamana tum kisera vaishnava pratishthera tare nirjanera ghare tava harinama kevala kaitava my saying i read it for my dear man what kind of a devotee are you simply for cheap adoration you sit in a solitary place and pretend to chant hare krishna mantra but this is all cheating thus bhakti siddhanta sanskritako advocated that every devotee under the guidance of an expert spiritual master preaches the bhakti cult krishna consciousness all over the world so the essence is when we have energy we should preach krishna consciousness in that way we can develop good qualities in preaching one can develop good qualities sitting idle just by sadhana we cannot develop good qualities okay it is part of it but it is insufficient it is necessary but not sufficient so this is the teaching of shila prabhupada then i will read this excerpt from jayapatakamara's book about shila prabhupada how he performed nirjan bhajan because that is the foremost example we have in front of us so i will read from uh, the writing of jayapatakamara in 1977 ac bhakti vedanta swami prabhupada at the age of 82 suffered illness repeatedly and became in a physically weakened state he decided to discontinue his traveling around the world and take shelter of vrindavan the sacred place of lord krishna's pastime he listened and chanted hare krishna and meditated on the transcendental pastimes of the lord throughout the day and night we know that because prabhupada himself told if you read the final pastime of shila prabhupada he i have he was awake throughout and he was mentioning this animalistic promised propensities eating mating sleeping and defending i have given them all he said first three eating mating and defending i gave up long back that's what prabhu says but now sleeping that also i have given up so this is prabhu's vision vision however shri prabhu remained in the association of his loving disciples who assisted him during his final pastime by chanting very softly and sweetly Hare Krishna Mahamantra 24 hours a day. Shila Prabhupada said that this was his Nirjan Bhajan. So this is this was Shila Prabhupada's Nirjan Bhajan. And that is his and that his sannyas disciples had to take over the responsibility of traveling and preaching all over the world. 
as he would not be able to travel anymore. The great spiritual master had taken shelter of Lord Krishna in Vrindavan during the last days of his life. So we can see what is this is the real mood of religion, Bhajan. Prabhu said, okay, I will preach. I will die in the battlefield. That is the mood of many devotees, many acharyas in his thought. When Jagadakamaraj, he told, probably then, Prabhu said, I don't want to retire from the battlefield. Jagadakamaraj said, I will also never retire from the battlefield. That's the mood. He's carrying now. Same mood, I will never retire from the battlefield. Always. So very important. And then in that battlefield, when they are reaching the final stage, they are taking this an opportunity to preach to others, even the final lesson. That's why the final lesson of Srila Prabhupada. To this regard, I will narrate a final pastime and conclude. It is about Bhakti Maharaj. He exemplified this mood of Srila Prabhupada. This is 2005 in May. He was actually entering his Nirjan Bhajan. So during that time, I was still in the university, and every day <laughs> I was not so serious. So going there, go to the university, turn on the computer, and first hear from Bhakti Dutta Maharaj what updates, what is he going through, what classes is he giving, how is his fifth update. On a daily basis, I was in touch with what was going on. So I was, you know, daily was, you know, it was. Amazing experience hearing from Maharaj, you know, on a daily basis and what are the experiences of realization. Because when a devotee is going to leave the world, they have matured in their devotion service, and now whatever they speak is impregnated with a lifetime of realizations. So it is very important. For example, in terms of Bhagavatam. Uddhava Gita is very important because that is the final teaching of Krishna before departing from this world and speaking to Uddhava. And of course, Maitreya was there by the side. He heard everything and he had his realization. But Uddhava, he spoke to Uddhava because he was a top devotee and he had a top realization. Similarly, he had Bhaktivedanta Maharaj, he was leaving and he made the point that. He don't want to be. He doesn't want to fight with cancer anymore. And he has now, as a spiritual warrior, he wanted to leave the world with complete honor and dignity. No fighting. No more defending with this disease, cancer. He had melanoma cancer, and it's an acute stage. And there was no hope. So then he declared, "Look, he is not going to meet anyone." And I will read uh, an excerpt again written by Satyaraj Prabhu, very powerful. Bhaktivedanta Swami spoke with great love and compassion to the devotees as he embarked on 60 minutes of honest and open sharing, explaining why this would be his last public appearance. So, this was just before he is not going to meet anyone and he is entering his Nirjan Bhajan. The time has now come to enter into Nirjan Bhajan, Maharaj revealed. <coughs> Sharing his decision to focus on his internal life by engaging in Manasseva, very important, Prabhupada also mentioned this point, Manasseva, service in the mind. His desire now is only to speak, hear and think about Krishna. So during that time, Maharaj only allowed his very confidence 
in his room and all other bhajan all other kirtan would go outside he can hear but at the same time he didn't want to meet anyone and whatever anyone would speak to him it has to be directly in connection to krishna and vrindavan so this is this is the mood of a devotee this is the janthajan this is the real janthajan and doesn't want to deal with anything so this is the real state of the janthajan and he went on to st- say that his perception of dying on the battlefield was to leave this world like grandfather bishma to preach until his very last breath in the book written uh, about shila prabhupada also there is this analogy is used or this example is used how shila prabhupada also left the world like bishma pitama so here bhaktamal also did the same thing is following in the footsteps of the acharya of the guru and unlike others he indeed expressed his internal mood of worship which is not common for devotees to reveal but set an example to encourage others bhaktadatta maharaj he revealed that as a result of his prayers in the mood of vasudevata maharaj has opened himself up to being used as a puppet by shila prabhupada publicly undergoing the death experience in such a way that he can share it with us leaving his example as a legacy to assist in preparing us for when we too must one day leave the body so this is setting the example so lifetime of preparation for all of us that's the whole purpose now coming to the point one more point here the verses clearly because the conditioned soul is always disturbed by bodily necessities such as hunger and thirst he has very little time to cultivate attachment to hearing the nectarian words of the supreme personality god that kathamrata hare he kathamrata there is no time to hear the nectar about krishna at the same time there is this wonderful bhajan of parikshit maharaj right he also had last few days nurjan means the whole world was there <laughs> it was not anyone however he was exclusively with shivaji goswami in terms of conversation and what does he speak in the 10 canto shiva bhagavata because already nine cantos have been spoken almost seven days with without eating or sleeping and he reveals his mind to shivaji goswami and it is very important he says that because of my vow on the verge of death i had given up even drinking water okay. yet because i am drinking the nectar of topics about krishna which is flowing from the lotus mouth of your lordship my hunger and thirst which were extremely difficult to bear cannot hinder me so this is the real platform of perfection where on one side the hunger and thirst is impeding completely one's devotional life and here on this perfect platform the hunger and thirst and other bodily demands are not at all touching such an advanced vaishnava so it's mentioned that parishit maharaj wanted to encourage shri goswami please keep going don't now we are entering the 10th canto of shrimad bhagavatam so don't cut short anything don't think that i am now tired i have eaten or drank so i am tired so you know give me a brief summary of shrimad bhagavatam 10th canto brief summary of 
the past tense of Krishna. No, you go with full force, full on. Elaborate everything as much as possible. And still listening with rapt attention. So this is the mood of a pure Vaishnava. Where one hears about Krishna in details. Because one can meditate on that. And that is life of a devotee. So I stop here and see if there are any questions or comments.
So in terms of you know the time is there. Yeah. Time is making the body to deteriorate. Yeah, that's right. So at the same time, we are devotee. We trying to remember that this time is not left for us. Yes, that's right. That's the proper use of time. Yes. So in terms of whatever we spend, it's a benefit for the soul, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Time is useful for Krishna consciousness. Time is useful for Krishna consciousness. So yeah, because time, material time is an aspect of Maya. It is uh, material time is subordinate to the Maya in the sense material time is acting alongside with Maya, so it is deteriorating the body, but not the soul. Yeah, same. Lecture. I was trying to think, like, understand about Nirjana Bhajan. Can you say, based on what you said, there's two types of Nirjana Bhajan? One is something like what uh, Parat Maharaj or Bhakti Mustafa engaged at the end of his life, where it really was no one. And then there's another, which was really nice that uh, the other type of Nirjana Bhajan, from what I gained from the classes, where you are surrounded by people, but you don't engage with them in anything material or as far as possible, anything at all, and we only have input. So that's also Nirjan Bhajan. Yes. Also yes. So, yes, there is Nirjan Bhajan in terms of complete physical seclusion from everyone. Yes, that is one. Second, when it comes to Prabhupada, it is, it was, it is certainly Nirjan Bhajan in the sense, not in terms of as, no association with the devotees, rather, he was not doing any external preaching or any other service other than simply focusing only on Krishna and Krishna's pastimes. With your preaching, you had to focus on other conditions, stored state. You had to discriminate, then you had to present Krishna consciousness accordingly. But this is the time, no. It is the sole focus on Krishna and Krishna's pastimes. So that is in the general You can Because you mentioned about you were updated in the sequel calculus passing. Perhaps if you don't mind, could you please explain that part of matters to say dying before dying? What that means and how can we apply applicable in our progress in this people? I don't think I can do it now. So no, 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 no at least. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you.